It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. You can bring up anything that's on your mind here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Aria. And nobody. Welcome back, Aria. Thank you. Uh, just had a uh, email come in today from Thomas Knapp, who's a longtime libertarian activist, and he said he'd been waiting and uh, just had to ask the question, is Aria ever going to come back? Uh, I guess he didn't hear the episodes on which we were already asked that, I guess, by a caller or two here and there, and uh, we said no. She, I said to him, no, she just just had surgery a few weeks ago. It's a throat surgery, so that's why you haven't been able... Because right. usually if you cut yourself open, you can be on the radio, but sure. you, you did the one thing that <laughs> makes it pretty difficult to be on the radio. You couldn't even talk at all for how long? I was officially not allowed to speak for about three weeks. And I mean, as you can hear now, my voice isn't it's 100% still. Yeah. It's recovering, but for the first three weeks, now I could not speak at all. And if I attempted to, like if I had to yell at my dog or something, there was... No sound whatsoever. It was really eerie. You couldn't even whisper, right? Right. Wow. I can't imagine being around you and you not talking. <laughs> Dude, for three weeks. It is so hard not to say a word for three weeks. Like, I dropped a porcelain bowl on my foot. And uh, this was like two and a half weeks into it. So I was yell. so trained at that point that I didn't even attempt to yell. Uh, but just fighting that instinct to say <laughs> something to other people, it's so difficult. Because hmm. you could, like injure yourself right in that time frame if you right. were to yeah. yeah i could have ripped the stitches mm. so to, or whatever it was they did okay i could have undone it basically and had to redo it all from the beginning do you want to talk about why you had a throat surgery well it's vocal feminization okay. surgery and adam's apple removal oh okay yeah i mean, now i rem- um i'd forgotten that oh. you'd done that part yeah so they just did both of the things at the same time okay but uh it was really it was really bizarre, right? I've never had any sort of major surgery, so I was just lying there talking to the people, and the next thing I know, I was waking up like three hours later. Just compl- And they asked me a question. What kind of a jerk move is that? This person, groggy, not allowed to speak. The first thing that happens is you ask them a to question. To you. Really, dude? <laughs> the first thing you should say is, okay, don't Shh. speak, yeah. but are you okay? Yeah. Have some no doubt sp- yeah. uh, song playing. Yeah. Something about <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> All right. So welcome back. Um, obviously, you can take it as easy as you want here on uh, on the air. I don't know how uh, you've probably never talked three hours straight for you know the last three or four weeks. No. Obviously, you're on our th- you're on our third seat here tonight. It's probably going to be a while before you're going to return to the main hosting role. But whenever you're ready for it. Obviously, we'd we'd love to have you back doing that, but it's good to have you back. Thanks, it's good to be back. And I was saying, you know, before the show, uh, I mean, you've been sitting out there for at least four weeks, I think, uh, recovering, and it's got to be hard when you see all this crazy news. Uh, You don't, you can't even comment on it uh, unless you're, you know, updating your social media profile. I was doing that, but not very often. I mean, I did start back blogging, but that was like yesterday after I was like, I cannot take it anymore. I have to weigh in on this. Mm. But Yeah, so there's a lot to weigh in on. I've got a ton of stuff here, like way more content than we can even uh, get through. But I wanted to talk about the, the sort of the main thrust of our coverage on Free Talk Live in the last week of this Ukraine. Because we've been we were doing People's Convoy for like three weeks straight. And then all of a sudden the war in Ukraine thing just took over. 
and not the People's Convoy, but the uh, Canadian Truckers Convoy. We talked about the People's Convoy as well. Yeah, the People's Convoy is in the process. I believe it's in Missouri tonight. That's where they're stopping off. So they're over halfway. uh, What is this? That's the first I've heard about any of it. Do you want to explain it? Uh, Well, the People's Convoy is apparently an American analog of the Canadian Truckers Convoy. Curious. And, I mean, uh, I've been watching the news every day and haven't seen a word about yeah, it. Yeah, they don't. They don't talk. They were talking about it in the news a little bit before it was happening. They were talking about the fortification of uh, D.C. That's true. It um, did get a little bit of coverage. Yeah, but that's true. You know, when it actually started happening, I guess they stopped talking about it. Yeah, it started in uh, California, and it's going to be an eleven-day journey. So they're really taking their time. They're what stopping. are they aiming to do? Well, I think uh, there's a website, and uh, basically they want any kind of national mandates regarding COVID to be repealed. So one of those would definitely affect the trucker industry, where there's now a mandate that says if you're an international driver, meaning if you're coming from or going in or out of the United States, Canada, or Mexico, you have to be vaccinated. Right. So that's something I think mm-hmm. they want to repeal. They also want any kind of national mandates repealed. So I presume that would include the airplane um, mask mandates and things like that. So whatever federal level kind of stuff has been put in place, which hasn't been a whole lot, but there are some things. Mm. Um, And ultimately, it's just sort of like, you know, get back to the Constitution, that kind of talking point stuff. Uh, yeah, because that worked so well the first yeah, time. That, that's never going to happen, mm. obviously. But they're targeting D.C., so after 11 days, they're going to end up in D.C. That that was a plan. There was another one, the Freedom Convoy 2022. I don't know if you remember that one, nobody. Mm. Uh, but there was, like, at the beginning of this thing last week, we were confused because there was the People's Convoy, which was starting on the 25th, I think it was, and then there was... Did they no, really the call 23rd. it the People's Convoy? Yeah, that's the website. Like the, the People's, People's Democratic Republican mm-hmm. Convoy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, of interesting. <laughs> it sounds pretty lefty. But it's not. It's uh, all right-wingers. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Like, you know, how many lefty truck drivers are there out there? Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. They, you don't find that many working-class lefties. Right. Ironically. So, so you... Uh, they are out there, but... Uh, so at the same time this thing was kicking off, it was actually, I think, the 23rd when they started the People's Convoy. There was also news about this other convoy, which was also supposed to start in California, but two days later on the 25th and only take like four days to get from California to uh, Washington, D.C. by the 1st. So they're supposed to arrive tomorrow. Well, and we played the, like, the video from that guy who's one of the purported organizers who a lot of people are saying looks like a federal agent. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, he's like being recorded in D.C. making videos about this Freedom Convoy. Well, he has now announced that the Freedom Convoy has been rolled into the People's Convoy. So the Freedom Convoy never happened. Uh, it's now part of the People's Convoy. And so he still says he's going to have an, a rally on the 1st. But the People's Convoy isn't, isn't expected to arrive in D.C. until the 5th. So there's still hmm. several more days before this thing actually uh, gets to D.C. And my understanding is they're not planning on actually entering D.C., which may be... A- some are, some aren't. Okay. 
Which, I don't know, I think that's probably a good plan because, you know, the government in D.C. is pretty bloodthirsty. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, they've already talked about bringing in extra cops and National Guard uh, members are at the ready for this. So they're going to handle it. Yeah, they're going to handle it very differently than uh, than Ottawa did, I suspect. But yeah, Yeah. one guy was they're even more cowardly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And more well armed. Uh, True. The uh, one of the truckers was talking about the what do they call it? That loop that goes around D.C. I'm forgetting the beltway. The beltway. Uh, talking about doing something on the beltway. He wasn't really clear about what he had in mind, but some I don't know if it's going to be like a rolling roadblock or what they're uh, they're going to do mm. there. But he had. Didn't something. they oppose that sort of thing when Black Lives Matter was doing it? Back yeah, they the Obama- did. Yeah, I thought um, so. Yeah. You know, although uh, funny how that works. Yeah, although interestingly, apparently they were not completely blocking roads in Canada. I don't know what they're going to they do were not. in the U.S. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, now they were blocking the bridge in Canada, which I think the, uh, a lot of people would have really objected to had it been Black Lives Matter. But yeah, it's a normal hypocrisy that you expect on both the left and right uh, fringes of the, uh, political spectrum. That's a good point. I imagine the left right now is like, good, just run them over, plow right through them or whatever. Oh yeah. And actually somebody did plow through four of them in Canada. Which, really? uh, yeah, didn't, uh, you don't remember that? They, there were, Somebody uh, got run down. Uh, the four people got, got hit, Jeez. not in Ottawa, but in one of the other cities where it was going on. The number, if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. Uh, we're going to talk about the crypto aspect of what's going on right now with the Ukraine situation. Cause crypto got a lot of coverage in the Canadian protest with the, the truckers and the, the freedom convoy. And uh, made some important converts. Yeah, absolutely. There's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join the show. Bring up whatever's on your mind. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Aria and nobody in the studio here tonight. And we're going to talk about how cryptocurrency is having a real impact on yet another international situation. I bet Putin's wishing he hadn't banned cryptocurrency now. Yeah, I bet he's wishing that his uh, his government had actually bought some. Yeah. Or I mean, earned some. They did apparently get a bunch of gold, I think, at one point. So that was probably a smart move, but... Uh, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Bitcoin.com is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. By the way, there's been a huge run-up in the Bitcoin price in just the last 24 hours. Uh, last 24 hours, it's up 14, almost 15%. Sounds like war. Well, I mean... It- <laughs> At the beginning of the war, it went down to like thirty four or thirty three. Well, that was people panicking, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, you don't know what this thing's going to do. Bitcoin does what it wants; it doesn't care about what the what the world is doing. That's um, true. But uh, up big time today, so you know, it's still down from its record high of sixty eight thousand. So oh. uh, technically, it's still on <laughs> sale if you want to look at it that way. Anyway, go to bitcoin.com, click get started at the top of the page, and you can learn some of the basics, like what is decentralized uh, decentralization when it comes to money. Why does that matter? Uh, what is blockchain? 
these are some of the concepts you can get a handle on at Bitcoin.com. And if you're not brand new to crypto, you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those over at news.bitcoin.com. Now, Ari, you had told me off the air tonight that you've been reading mainstream news about this Ukraine situation. And what is the impression that you have so far? Well, remember, I preface this by saying, you know, it's probably propaganda. There's a good chance. But this Zelensky dude, they're painting him as just this really awesome figure. And when I see these headlines and I see these pictures, I'm like, man. That's a leader where he's like, I need I need ammunition, not a ride. I'm like, yeah, dude. And it makes perfect sense. America's like, hey, we'll get you out of there. I can imagine the cowardly American politicians, you know, mm-hmm. if there was an actual war, an invasion of the United States, they'd be cowering in their bunkers or whatever. But sure. this Ukrainian president, they're painting him as just this this soldier, this war hero now. And yeah, and it's straight up fake. It is, but... Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> and you mentioned, like, the those stories, and they are always accompanied by these images of him, like, wearing camouflage, and he's got, like, yeah, but, a helmet on. I mean, and, and that's why I assumed it was all propaganda, because, I mean, if you're hiding out there defending against the enemy, who's got time to stage a photo shoot, man? Really? That's because the photos were taken last year <laughs> when he went down to Crimea and inspected the border. There were a bunch of pictures uh, taken with him in a flak jacket and him in a you know helmet. And now they're trotting those out as though they're brand new. And it doesn't take long to just do a little bit of research and you know Google image search and find the original stories where these things appeared back as far as April of 2021. And in that same vein... Uh, Miss Ukraine, Anastasia Lena has been photographed and pictures of her showing up with her carrying a rifle. I did see that one and I immediately was like, that's an airsoft gun. Oh, you right? even knew. Okay. Yeah, me, it's pretty obvious that it's an airsoft gun, but apparently she was a former military member. Okay. I've heard. Well, then why would they give her an airsoft gun? Because she's a dumb bimbo. I don't it know. Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like. There are guns around. Why don't you just give the girl a real gun for the photo op? But no, she's got an airsoft rifle. And I saw one image of this girl where she's just kind of standing there toting the weapon. And now more images. Can you really call an airsoft rifle a weapon? It's more like a toy. It does shoot things. That's true. You could put put an eye in or something with it if you hit somebody just right. Take out a very small bird. Yeah. Yeah. You can fire steel balls with them if you want to. Can you really? Uh, So I'm told. Hmm. I've never used one, so I have no experience. Nor have I. Uh, But, yep, she's got the same airsoft rifle in these other images where she's uh, laying down and she's aiming the gun. Well, purportedly aiming the gun as some... Uh, have observed she's Such got bravery. her her rear sight is flipped down so she well, can't properly take some stones to go into combat with an airsoft rifle <laughs> <laughs> right and she also took the time to do her makeup before she went into uh the, the field there so obviously well, that's understandable this is not combat in any way shape or form <laughs> And the pictures were also taken last year or prior to that, right? Like, these are old pictures. These have nothing to do with with what is going on today. So there's so much propaganda out there. And that's, uh, you know, important point here is, like, that one of the most interesting things about this is this is a war happening where finally 
we can get both sides, quote unquote, right? Like yeah. you can get the Western propaganda. And both sides are feeding us lies. Of course. And <laughs> well, both sides are insane as far as I can tell. And you can get the, the side of the, the mm-hmm. Russians and you can get all kinds of other opinions about this. Unless, of course, you live in a country where they ban the Russian media, and that is what is in the news today and yesterday. Uh, RT, we know, they st- it stands for Russia Today, and they're like the BBC of Russia, right? So it's a government-funded news operation. Well, Russia Today is involved with Russia? You yeah, think? Shocking, right? Isn't wow. all Russian media state propaganda? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Every time I ever... Like, you remember the... the there the are independent that, bloggers in, in Russia, but sure, they but, are few and far between and operate at their own peril. But television broadcasts in Russia seem to be all state-run. Remember when they came to interview you? Yeah. <laughs> that was a state operation, it was. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the, the, Russian, the state of Russia has personally made fun of me. <laughs> Wow, it's true. It was during, was and it? I still don't think we should ban them from the United States, no. the European Union, or Australia. No, they should be able to make fun of anybody they want to, <laughs> yeah, including themselves. Yeah, and the, and the fact is, RT does good reporting on the United States. They yeah. do rock solid, critical reporting. They ask the tough questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, the American media is not going. No, to. exactly. Now they don't do it when it comes to Russia, but you know what you're getting when you go to RT. Yeah. But According to, uh, well, RT, Australia is now suspending RT's broadcast, and so is the EU. So Australia's satellite operator Foxtel notified RT Saturday that it is suspending the channel's broadcast distribution in Australia as part of its services, quote, in view of concern about the situation in Ukraine. How does this work in the age of the Internet? Just go to RT.com. Well, we know that Australia has internet filters. Now, I don't know if if the uh, Australian government is filtering RT, but years ago, they put in internet filters in Australia, quote-unquote, to fight, you know, child abuse imagery or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. But then you know they've expanded uh, from there. Of course. And Britain has some controls as well because they were uh, filtering porn um, just regular porn, I think they were. Uh, yeah, if you didn't have like the right um, pass system or something like that, there's yeah. some sort of adult access. I don't know what it is, some kind of system that they are mandating in the UK. And yeah, that's what's tied in. So that. that's uh, that's pretty horrific because once you have that, you can expand your blocks from you know whatever they whatever they start out as to whatever you want them to be we got more coming up here i'll tell you more about the bands because again it's also the european union is also prohibiting rt and also sputnik which is another uh, russian-based news agency that does more radio broadcasts uh, there's more on the way here you can join the show the number 603-283-6160 then we'll get into how cryptocurrency is uh jumping into all this this conflict with the ukraine more coming up Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com.
Free Talk Live. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And to our knowledge, our channel, thankfully, has not been banned from satellite broadcasters. But in Australia, one of their major satellite providers, Foxtel, has now notified RT as of this weekend, RT being Russia today, that they are suspending their broadcast distribution. Foxtel is a satellite operator that covers all of Australia's territory and has its own what's called over-the-top server, allowing media services to be offered to the audience directly via the Internet, and they have about 3.8 million clients. I feel pretty sure that if we were on in Australia, they would have canceled us during COVID. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, they went pretty hardcore. It probably still are. I haven't heard much from Australia recently. That's because uh, they went so hardcore that it's just a media blackout. Mm. You're welcome to weigh in here if you want to. But on Thursday, Poland removed RT along with some other Russian broadcasters from its cable and satellite networks as well as internet platforms. Is this so that people in the West can be as cut off from what's happening in Russia as Russia's are cut off from what's happening in the West? Well, I mean, it clear, it's clearly the reason the, why they're doing it is because they don't want their people to hear any other side besides the mainstream media propaganda that they want to shove down their throat. And mm-hmm. RT is counter to that. I mean, that's straight up North Korean tactics. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, and and the thing is, I think in this case, Putin is probably in the wrong. I mean, just. Is, from what I can nobody tell. invaded his country. Yeah. Okay, so that's usually my criteria: is who you know, if if somebody dies in war, the, the question of whether they were a, a terrorist or, or a freedom fighter uh, generally comes down to whose territory were they on? Well, were they now, on their own ta- territory or somebody else's? The question is to the Russians: what, they are on Russian territory right now. Well, right. So the question is: what is really happening? Because right. if what is happening is Putin is invading all of Ukraine and rolling tanks into all the major cities and, you know, bombing buildings or whatever, then that's you know clearly an act of war. But if what is happening is what the Russians are claiming is was happening, which is they are only going into the provinces in which that have declared independence, the Donbass uh, areas of Luhansk and uh, what's the other one? Donetsk. And where the Nazis are trying to exterminate the Russian loyalists or whatever they're being... Well, the story is... something to that effect. The, the story is, in 2014, these areas declared independence, and now Putin is acknowledging their independence and is saying, okay, you guys want some help because the, the Ukrainian government has been bombing you for the last six years and attacking your people... We're going to bring in some uh, some troops to help you out. But at the same time, it then expanded from just going to help those regions to we're going to, quote unquote, demilitarize and denazify uh, Ukraine. So it's not mm-hmm. just that they're going into those two areas, but it's that they're targeting the Ukrainian military and they say they're not targeting the civilians. So, like, I see what you're saying, nobody, that, yeah, that definitely certainly seems like an aggressive act. But if it was indeed to defend an independent area, it, does that change how you feel about it? Um, if they limited it to those areas, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that, and, and if indeed the majority 
of the people in those areas are um, are preferring the Russians to the Ukrainians, then yeah, that would that would alter my my feelings about it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of democracy writ, writ small, by which I mean letting you know the majority micromanage the affairs of the minority, mm-hmm. but. If if what you're deciding is what government is our region going to be under, if any, uh, you almost have to defer to the majority because where else can you go? Yeah. You know, there's no other there's no other criteria. You know, if if the majority of people want to live in is in an Islamic caliphate, for example, in a particular area, your best bet is to leave. Then they should have it have that. Uh, what I would ask is let the people who don't want that leave and yeah. let them go someplace else. And if other people in other places want an Islamic caliphate, be willing to accept them. Right. And you the- know, let us send people who are trying to turn America into a caliphate. Um, not that I think those that there's a lot of people doing that, but uh, but if we do find people who are trying to turn America into a caliphate, then you know you you should be willing to accept that because those are are the people aligned with you. Um, uh, in other news, according to RT, the Russian military has been offering safe passage for evacuation from Kiev. Moscow urging civilians to evacuate uh, evacuate from the Ukrainian capital. This is why they don't want us to have access to RT, right? Because <laughs> mm. then we hear stuff like that, which kind of yeah. conflicts with the mainstream media's approach. That, oh, now now the Russia's talking about throwing nukes. Yeah. Well, the chances of the Russians throwing nukes at the Ukraine are slim to none. Correct. Uh, only because of, you know, wind. Fallout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, f- that they would be nuking themselves. And there's plenty of Russians in well, Ukraine. Well, they also want to take over Ukraine. They don't want to sure. annihilate it. They don't right? want scorched earth. and yeah. yeah. Right. So they want something to roll over. They want subjects yeah. to roll over, in theory. The nuke stuff yeah. seems to be just straight-up fear-mongering. I mean, we all understand uh, mutually assured destruction, and you can better believe Vladimir Putin understands that as well. Yeah. Right? So like, that's pr- see, the odds that that are going to happen seem very, very slim. Yeah, but that's not what the media is saying. No, of course not. They want to whip this guy up <laughs> as though he's the new Hitler, and they literally had him with a Hitler mustache on the front page that. of Drudge Report over the weekend. <laughs> Oh wow! People they should have used Trudeau for that. Well, they did that. They've okay, done that good, too. good. People are spray painting Adolf Putin on sides yeah. of buildings and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're going all out. Mm. There seem to be, interestingly enough, protests against the war in Russia. Yes, that's um, right. I've got a story about that too, uh, where they are absolutely cracking down, purportedly, on these anti-war protests in but Russia. But is this the Western media just taking like up four people, calling it a protest, and no. then going, "Hey, look, Russia's against it, the war." It looks looked, large. Uh, I mean, of course, and again, you know, this is this is the problem of living in the world in which we live: is that there are no trustworthy sources of information, right. literally none. Um, yep. You know, I and and that's unfortunate because I've seen images of of very large protests, what what purport to be very large protests in Russia, but they might not be in Russia and they might not be for that 
for that reason. Yeah, that may um, be from the 2012 invasion of Georgia or whenever it was. Well, there is a, that's another good point. There's a lot of video that's being passed around on social media as though it just happened yesterday. That's as old as several years of, you know, oh, look, the Ukrainians are attacking the Russian tanks with Molotovs. No, that's from 2014 or whenever it was, right? Like these things mm-hmm. are not really happening now. And that's another interesting point. Uh, that Well, uh, they might be happening now, but those images aren't, aren't but real. But that's the thing. Ukraine still has internet. So if there is in the streets fighting going on, you know there would be videos coming out that are fresh from this conflict. Yeah, it'd be all over Twitter. Almost nothing. I'm pretty sure that if I was out shooting at Russians, I wouldn't be posting videos of it because I wouldn't want to be giving up information on my location on on what I was doing, on who I was. Um, yeah, but there's innocent bystanders. I mean, that's one of the issues with war. There's civilians out there who be like, oh my God, this is what's yeah, happening right that's now. That's just the world we're in right now. Somebody's going to, if they Ooh. don't have a gun in their hands, they're going to have a camera in their hands and they're going to record what's going on. Um, I mean, where are the tweets? True. Y'all, these Russian tanks just went down my street. Yeah. I'm so scared. Where well, are all the tweets, man? I didn't see the video, but there was apparently uh, one of our co-hosts earlier a few days ago said they saw a video of tank of a new tank man, of an alleged Ukrainian man standing in front of a Russian tank. And then the Russian tank tries to like zigzag around to avoid hitting the guy. I'm like, well, okay, so clearly they're not attacking the civilians, right? Because if they were That's attacking good. the civilians, they would have just gone ahead and taken that guy out rather than go, you know, try yeah. to go around him. Well, compare it to what they were doing in Afghanistan when they would slowly roll tanks over people feet first in order Russians? to get information out of them. Yeah, that was the Russians. There's more coming up here at 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts. Free talk. Live phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, we'll get back into or get into your phone calls here. Uh, with you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And nobody. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and you can join our Matrix chat server. Matrix is a decentralized federated chat system. It's self-hosted, so we're running the server and it allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as well as people from other Matrix chat servers around the world. It's a pretty cool system. The Matrix is real. Even if you want to post forbidden content like from Russia Today. That's true. You can do that there over at chat.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Again, the number is 603-283-6160. We go to Stephen. He's calling us from North Georgia. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Which Georgia? <laughs> um, the the Georgia where they wear overalls and say really mean words based on your skin color. Okay. Yeah. Is that still popular is that the there? One? Is uh, do you do you think that uh, that Georgia is still, and this is America, Georgia, of course. Uh, do you do you see a lot of racism in your in your everyday life in Georgia? Um, absolutely, I do. Um, wow. That's too I'm bad. My, Did I'm you move to point. Georgia, Stephen? Or are you from Georgia? Um, on and off. Like my parents are from here. I was born in Virginia. I moved back and forth. Um, but to answer, uh, is that Mister Nobody asking that question? Yeah, that was nobody. Yeah, um, I'm looking at my neighbor's clan flag right now. 
Oh, my God. Jesus. At your neighbor's what? Clan flag, he said. Clan flag. Literally open. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What were you yeah. calling about tonight? Um, so I said yesterday that I think that um, a large part of what's going on in Ukraine is a power grab to keep us from defending ourselves. Um, and I want to call out, I guess, the 43rd president of these of these ununited states. Um, he got really up in arms um, in, I guess, 08, 07. 43 China, was Obama. Is that Bush? Yeah. Was Obama? No, I'm. Uh, I'm talking about Obama. Is he not? Is Obama 43 or 44? I don't know. I th- I thought Trump was 45, but I don't pay. Trump was attention. 45. Well, George W. Bush okay. was definitely 2007, 2008. Yeah, so that would be the Bush would have been 43 then, because Obama came before Trump. Right. Well, anyway, Bush or Obama, while he was on campaign, it's easy to confuse oh, no. them because they are basically <laughs> the same person. They are basically yeah. the same person. Anyway, what um, about him? They just come in different colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't tell the people of Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> which which one? State or country? But um, go ahead. No. Um, he called out China for installing sensor software on all the computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what y'all are talking about right now is censorship. They're doing it in the name of war. They're doing it in the name of national security. They're doing it in the name of decency. No, they wanted a reason to do this, and now they have their reason. I'm sorry, but the same government... Well, hold on. Before you go on, have you heard anything about the U.S. government censoring RT? Because it is happening in, uh, in Australia... And it is happening in the EU. We'll get to the EU story what? in a moment, but I have not heard about the I don't US. think the U.S. government would. I mean, they're crazy, but there are certain lines that this this is not worth it for them to cross. There's still that whole free speech thing in, in play here to I, some extent. I mean, do you, do you really see a big difference between Australia and America? Oh, Lord, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> in Australia, all of the living creatures are trying to kill you. In In America, it's pretty much just the government. <laughs> are you saying that america is safer than australia yeah absolutely i mean uh here in new hampshire we have the right to bear arms and you don't have that in australia that's one major difference uh obviously well, there's some cities isn't new in- hampshire the safest state in the u.s as well yeah it ranks up there with vermont where they also have the right to bear yeah. arms but uh, not quite as good of uh, of rights in Vermont. So I'm definitely safer here than in Australia. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire is absolutely one of the safest places on the on the planet. What is, what is the most oppressive thing in New Hampshire? Let me ask you that real quick. The state. <laughs> like, the one that arrested us, yeah. You're like, they have the, they, you have the right to bear arms. I assume you have the right to smoke weed. No, um, it's decriminalized uh, here, so they will, they'll leave you alone for it. You these have days. the right to smoke it, but not yeah. to be in possession of of. Now, when I say this, I mean the legal right. Of course, yeah. you have the moral right to do anything that doesn't encroach on the rights of others. But you have the they they'll leave you alone for smoking it. But if you have a large quantity, then they'll bust your balls. You can do uh, psychedelic mushrooms for spiritual purposes. Really, well, you can do uh-huh. that in Georgia. Oh, is there a Supreme Court? You can also get uh, lynched, decision? apparently. Is there a Supreme Court decision in Georgia about that? Because uh, as far as I know, the Oklahoma American uh, North American Church has really only identified New Hampshire as where there's been a Supreme Court case about that. Um, there is precedent for maybe not psilocybin, but there is precedent for 
what happens inside of a church building. Like in, in the state of Georgia, cops cannot go into a church building without the permission of the executor, like officer. I highly doubt that. Um, go. I will send you a video. Are you saying they can't get a warrant to search a church building in Georgia? Um, if they want a warrant, it has to come from the attorney general's office in Atlanta. Um, and they're okay. not right. So they can search your church they're, building. They're Got not, it. they're not writing that warrant because, um, don't tell the Catholics. They're trying to get a warrant for, um, and they've been trying for years over snake toting Baptists, um, because they want to remove the snakes, snakes. Um, and they have to protect the Baptists or the snakes, <laughs> uh, to protect the children that have been bit by the snakes. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you are giving me a headache. Well, I guarantee you <laughs> that if they uh, you know, are to allege that you've got a bunch of marijuana in your church, they're going to get a warrant, and they're going to search um, it. They camp for the Rastafarian Church in Atlanta. Really? Okay, I'd be interested yeah. in hearing the uh, the details of that case. Yeah. Um, the Rastafarians will not give me marijuana unless I sign their thing. I'm mm-hmm. not signing their thing because I don't believe their stuff. Um, gotcha. But if you sign their document, you can sit on their back porch um, or on their balcony and smoke as much weed as you want and wave as cop cars, and the cops get really frustrated about it. Um, Interesting. All right. Yeah. Cool. But, Thanks uh, for the heads up. But no, I, I look at all of what's going on right now is power grabs. The last couple of years mm-hmm. have just been power grab after power grab after power grab, and it's taking freedom away from the people. And I think every... Every time we look at something, the question is, how does this affect personal freedom? If, if the answer is negatively, which it is most of the time, you fight to the death over it. Mm. Like, honestly, like, I, um, I don't know I that everything that, is worth fighting to the death over. I mean, certainly there's a line, but I mean, if mm. you want to say the right to smoke pot, you want to fight to the death of that. I'm just going to call you a moron. You know, it's not worth dying over. Most people uh, tend to agree with you, obviously, because there's no one fighting to the death over that. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you call it when LAPD raids a Compton home and shoots a bunch of people? Murder. They're killing each other. They're killing each other over weed. Whether no, not- cops are killing people over weed. Yeah, no yeah. one's killing the cops back <laughs> over uh, over weed. Well, not it's a war that. on drugs, not not a uh, a war <laughs> drugs where the have drugs have declared war on the police. Yeah, the dr- if uh. the if the, uh, the if the drug cartels actually wanted to fight back in the war on drugs, then the cops would have a really difficult time. But the drug cartels seem to be okay with just you know sacrificing some of their troops uh, from time to time. And, they make more money this way and replacing them with mm. with other ones. Uh, Stephen, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. I'm curious about this Rastafarian church that he's talking about in in Atlanta. He, he had called last night and was very critical of the uh, the Free State Project and ultimately uh, made the claim. I'd asked him, well, how many you know libertarians got elected down there? And he claimed there were three of them. Uh, and, of course, he's not—I tried to check one of his claims. He ma- He mentioned one woman specifically— and I looked her up. She's an activist with the Libertarian Party in, in North Georgia. She's running for office, mm. but I could not find any evidence that she has ever held office. And you would think mm. that if you were running for office, there would be some kind of evidence 
or you know like if you had supposedly won in 2014 state rep in north georgia that i don't know some some newspaper or some website would have acknowledged mm-hmm. that yeah there'd be something on not to mention that it would be one would think um on your wikipedia yeah entry that it would be or ballotpedia on your campaign website wasn't there it yeah. didn't say it, it sh- on her campaign website it did not say oh i'm the former you know state rep from 2014 didn't say that at all so yeah. i don't know i don't See, know if I, would, I would be saying that if it was me like I, I, he's not here to talk about it tonight so it, maybe it wasn't fair of me to bring it up without him on the line but i couldn't figure it out and i looked uh, there's more coming up here. 603-283-6160. The fact is, if you want to be uh, a successful libertarian, you got to move where all the libertarians are, and that's New Hampshire. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio, you've got Ian. Aria. And nobody. So uh, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. We just had a gentleman call in and claim that there's a Rastafarian church in Atlanta uh, where people are just open, openly able to smoke cannabis and that the government wishes they could do something about it. But I can't find it. I, I cannot find any information about this uh, supposed Rasta church. Um, I mean, it sounds like a rumor that high school kids tell each other, you know, there's a man, there's this Rastafarian <laughs> church. We can go join it, man. All we got to do is sign their sheet of paper. Then you find out that, you know, there's no truth to it whatsoever. It's just a bunch of mm. myths that high school students spread to each other. That's what it sounds like. Now, well, if there is evidence of it out there and some listener can uh, can find a reference, we'd love to see it. Yeah, I would love that, too. I did find this, uh, and that is that. Atlanta, along with several other cities in Georgia, has passed a local decriminalization ordinance. Oh, good for them. Um, so it doesn't say this story from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It doesn't specify what that entails, but it presumably means uh, that it is less of a punishment in Atlanta than if you get caught elsewhere in the state where, under current state law, the punishment for simple possession could be up to one year in jail or a $1,000 fine. So like much of the South... So a standard misdemeanor. Yeah, so like much of the South, there hasn't been much uh, decriminalization of cannabis on a statewide level for... I don't know, have you guys heard of any of the southern states no. uh, doing that? 
Yeah, me neither. I think Tennessee has medical. Unless you consider Arizona the South, because uh, I think Arizona did a legalization or decriminalization. That's the Southwest. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, let us know if you can find this uh, mystery Rastafarian church in Atlanta. I'd love to hear the story about it. But meanwhile, we go to Ukraine, or not Ukraine. Where <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. We had a lady call from Ukraine. I know. I was week. on. Yeah, so uh, maybe she'll call back. Who knows? But Ridley is wanting to talk about the Ukraine. Ridley, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I think the first time Ukrainians will object to call it the Ukraine, I think it's supposed to just be referred to as Ukraine. Yeah, I uh, still I still have that old habit. Well, I mean, isn't the Ukraine like the mountainous region or something, and Ukraine itself is the country? That's a good question. I don't know. I hate to be politically correct. But yeah, like if you were to eat, like in Croatia, you could talk about the Kraina. It's just a region, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a nation state. So, But with, with Ukraine, you, you call it the Ukraine. It just sounds like you're referring to like a mountain range or something like that. So, although there are not very many of those in Ukraine, <laughs> hmm. uh, but it, but anyway, I've been noticing some things about the war that uh, other people seem to be missing. Um, the first thing is that this it's, it's so senseless what they're doing. It seems like the only reason they could be doing it, it would be to provide some sort of diversion for China to invade Taiwan or something like that. When you say they, uh, are you referring to the the entire conflict in Ukraine? Yeah, the yeah the conflict in Ukraine. My suspicion before it even started was that all this business in Ukraine is to distract the United States while China does the real war and takes Taiwan. But I don't uh, think China so far, needs the distraction. I mean, if, if China wanted to invade Taiwan, I don't see any reason why they need Russia to run. You know, interference. Yeah. China is China. They're bigger and they're they're tougher than Russia. Mm. Uh, I think they still need it. Uh, if they if they were already prepared to take Taiwan, they probably already would have done it. Uh, so there has been something that's been holding them back, um, and this this could be a way around that. Well, something um, definitely held Russia back. I mean, there's a reason they waited until the day after the end of the Winter Olympics that were being held in China. They don't want to ruin China's big day. Mm. So as soon as that was over, really, they invaded the very next day. Hmm. Well, yeah, those two countries do, uh, you know, tend to get along at least. But but it would be uh, pretty crazy to see them go up against one another. I don't know if I would necessarily say China would uh, would best Russia in that one. I mean, they're they're both fairly militaristic uh, nations. Well, I don't, so. if, if they fought each other, I don't know. I mean, but yeah. I don't think that China needs Russia to run interference for them. No, I don't think so either. The other thing is that uh, you know I'm sort of a student of the Spanish Civil War. Uh, and uh, the Bosnian War. And what's different about this one is it does have a lot of similarities, but this one, uh, the Spanish and the Bosnians did not have support from the international community really at all until very Mm -hmm. deep into the war. Uh, The the public opinion support, I mean. And the the Ukraine situation, the the world is just aghast and immediately has taken sides with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference that's going to really hurt the Russians. Uh, because, you know, if you look at the Spanish Civil War and the Bosnian War, uh, those are the, the the countries that sort of came under attack. Were uh, uh, They almost won the war in both cases. 
Well, it's going to hurt everybody. Uh, You know, as was pointed out here, Cyprian, uh, who's really following this closely, and his wife is Russian, uh, by the way, but uh, formerly known as Vin Armani, is a former co-host here on Free Talk Live. He points out on his uh, Twitter today that Europe has cut Russia off from SWIFT. Now, not totally. Uh, They've only Mm. cut some banks and some individuals off from SWIFT. SWIFT, by the way, for listeners that don't know, is the international wiring system. Uh, from you know, if you want to send an international wire to somebody in another country, it goes over SWIFT, and uh, so they've cut Russia off from SWIFT, and that means that Europe can no longer pay for the gas that they've been getting from Russia. So brilliant. <laughs> so oh, wow. Yeah, the the story from CNN that he's citing does here, Russia take Bitcoin? Well, they might start, <laughs> uh, but Russia it says here if Russia halts its supply of gas to Europe for, to retaliate against the punishing sanctions for its invasion of Ukraine, the region should still be able to make it through the next winter, but it won't be easy or cheap, according to a new report. So they're expecting their people to be paying this price, not just the Russian people, but the European people. Well, that's the way sanctions work, and that's yeah. the reason why I oppose them. They, right. they, they hurt the by people. definition, target innocent bystanders. Hey, no, just pressure your government into making this go away. It's, it's hard to say how much impact that's really going to have, though, because the thing is, Russia is still going to want to sell its uh, energy to somebody. Sure. So let's say it starts selling it to China. Okay. Well, that means that China has to buy less from Australia, mm-hmm. which means that, uh, you know. Is Australia an oil producer? Uh, Australia is a natural gas producer and a coal mm. producer. They're a big coal producer. Okay. Um, and that's actually, uh, China kind of screwed itself by cutting off uh, Australian coal earlier earlier this year. Um in retaliation, I think, for Australia supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Hmm. Um, but but the thing is, if the same amount of stuff is going into the world market, then it seems like the market should balance it out. It may be more expensive to, to transport it because, of course, efficient routes have been set up to uh, to handle the status quo. And the routes that that handled the new status quo might be diff might be less efficient mm. at first, but um, well, it won't do the people of Europe any good for that oil and natural gas to go to China rather than Europe. Uh, well, the, the the question is then: Would China be buying less from other places? Um, Who knows? Well, time will tell. Ridley, what else did you want to say? Russia had a cakewalk when they went into Afghanistan. I don't think they even had significant casualties at all at first, uh, and yet they lost. But they, they, they're getting fierce resistance, obviously, in Ukraine. It's real similar to the, uh, I think it's, it looks a lot like the invasion of Poland in 1939. The fierce where, resistance, uh, people, where is this happening? Uh, in in Kiev and in... Uh, in Kiev? Because the reports are that uh, Russia, even the mainstream media is reporting that the Russia government has surrounded Kiev. Now, supposedly there's explosions that have been going on there today, but even the Russian uh, propaganda ministry over at RT says they're offering the people of Kiev safe passage if they would like to evacuate out of Kiev. 
Yeah, that's the other difference is the Russians appear to be behaving more humanely than they did it. Yeah. Stand by, really. Uh, I want to, if you have more to say, stand by. We can bring it back here and we'll continue the discussion. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. I mean, the truth is, uh, there's a lot more video available out there to the average person to document what's going on. So maybe that's one reason why the Russians are being a little nicer than Afghanistan. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here if you want. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and nobody here on the program. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then coming up. The Ukrainian government is now requesting that cryptocurrency exchanges ban Russian customers or freeze their accounts. And see, I understand where they're coming from and I understand why they want this to happen. But this is fundamentally opposed to what I think cryptocurrency should do. Cryptocurrency is valuable because it would allow people in the United States to continue trading with the people of Russia and Indeed. Ukraine, in spite of these ridiculous sanctions. Correct. And we're going to get into that, though, because uh, it's it's pretty interesting, the responses from the cryptocurrency exchanges to these requests. First, though, we're going to go back to Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Uh, Ridley, you were uh, talking about the Ukrainian situation. I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your uh, your full thoughts out, so continue, please. We, we had started talking about the Poland invasion in 1939. And contrary to popular opinion, uh, this was like, again, the Nazis were, the, the Poles were actually pretty effective against the Nazis, especially after the surrender, strangely enough. And that, that's what they're not thinking about. You know, people like when, the, when Afghanistan was invaded by the U.S., it was all about, in Iraq too, it was all about, you know, that first six weeks, you know, and people were not looking past that point. It was just a question of whether the enemy was going to surrender. And really the real battle takes place after the surrender yeah i think that's definitely true and that shows to a great extent the power of decentralization i mean the uh the sitting government is decent is centralized you know who they are you know so you can capture them and and Mm -hmm. make them capitulate but you don't know who the resistance is um by almost by definition right and if you're planning to occupy the country it's going to be you know they're going to keep attacking you and you never know when right yeah um you know if they have if they are motivated if they if they are uh uh committed to having you out they will keep fighting and certainly the afghans and the iraqis were committed, committed. to having us out and I don't think we, uh, I don't think the uh, U.S. government ever completely pacified either Afghanistan or Iraq. No, Afghanistan, they just waited out the United States government. Yeah, well, and they also attacked them uh, on occasion too. I True. mean, there were some pretty, uh, pretty wild videos that the uh, the Taliban or whoever it was put together, showing like truck bomb attacks and a variety of different attacks on the the U.S. military there. Mm-hmm. Another difference that kind of aims and it kind of leans in a different direction, though, from the others is like if you think about the Bosnian War uh, and the Slovenian War, which preceded it, Serbs were massively out on the streets trying to stop it before it even started. 
uh, and I didn't, you know, there was, I don't know anything like that happening in Russia. Uh, there is obviously quite a bit of demonstrating going on uh, at great risk and with great courage. But, uh, you know, that, that, happened, that happened in Yugoslavia and it didn't help much. Uh, hopefully it will help in this case. Well, when a government's going to do what it wants to do, whether people protest against it or not, let them protest so long as they pay their taxes was what the Reagan administration official said. Uh, Alexander Haig, I think, was uh, was his name. Yeah, that was Haig. Yeah. uh... Uh, They did arrest uh, apparently over 500 people, according to Reuters, at various protests across Russia and 39 cities. Uh, which, you know, 500-something people sounds like a lot, but when you do the math, it's an average of 14 people per protest. Um, but, you know, that's, that's not... still sizable. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm mm-hmm. not turning my nose up at it, but, uh, you know, it's not a surprise that in Russia people get arrested for protest. I mean, that's been going on forever. It's not a free country. It's a surprise when it happens in Canada. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, Ridley, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, definitely appreciate your perspective on this and appreciate hearing from you. That's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. In other related news to the uh, the situation in Ukraine, also from RT.com. So we talked to you about how Australia has a major satellite and internet tele- television provider called Foxtel that has now prohibited RT from being on their platform. So they've, they've taken them off their platform uh, in the EU, you said this is an ISP as well. I believe so. Okay, yeah. so presumably they could just block asset access to RT.com. They could. Uh, so uh, EU to ban RT and Sputnik. The European Commission president, you got to love this lady's name, Ursula von der Leyen, announced on Sunday that the EU will ban the Russian media outlets RT and Sputnik, accusing them of spreading quote harmful disinformation. Unquote. Hmm. She didn't specify whether this ban will apply solely to television broadcasts or whether RT and Sputnik's websites will be affected. In what she called an unprecedented step, von der Leyen announced that, quote, we will ban in the European Union the Kremlin's media machine. She said the state-owned Russia Today and Sputnik, as well as their subsidiaries, will no longer be able to spread their lies to justify Putin's war and to sow division in our union. Why the hell not? Just spread your own lies to counter theirs and yin and yang. That's what they you've always CNN done. They let CNN spread their lies, don't yeah. they? Well, the CNN would be spreading the EU's lies. They wouldn't be trying to counter uh, the EU's lies, likely. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, clearly they they don't believe in their lies hard enough, right? Like, they don't think their lies can uh, can detract the uh, the Putin lies <laughs> Just lie Good harder. Enough. So they they want to ban instead. <laughs> she says they're lying as hard as they can. And, and here's a, I feel like they could do better. Here's a disturbing statement. She continued saying, "Quote: We are developing tools to ban toxic and harmful disinformation in Europe. Look, if so they it's can disinformation now, not misinformation. That's what she said. Yeah. If if they can do it to Russia." They can do it to whoever they consider to be disinformation or misinformation or whatever. Anything I mean, they've that been goes, doing that to us for the last two years. Right. Anything that mm-hmm. goes against the European Union's you know, standards or whatever, now they can shut them out completely. So if you ever thought the well, EU cared about freedom of speech. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. There are ways to get through the Great Firewall of China. Of course. Where there's a will, um, there's a way. No doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, but the issue with that is that most of the people in China don't want to look past the Great Wall, Firewall of China. They're um, not even curious about it. Mm. 
I don't know if well, that's how would true you know or not. That? <laughs> there, there's a really good book written by a former Chinese dissident ah. who writes about this exact topic. It's like, you know, when, when they when colleges secretly assign these students to, you know, find me five Western news articles or whatever. And they then they finally get curious about what's out there. But until someone sparks that, just like oh, it's wow. just a wasteland out there. Who cares? Hmm. Uh, von der Leyen's move comes a day after the Association of European Journalists called on the EU to implement a block wide ban on RT and have its journalists removed. So it's not enough to ban the platform from broadcasting. They want to physically remove the reporters from their country. Wow. So make sure that Russia can't find out what's going on in the EU. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, so RT has previously faced censorship in Europe, apparently. And uh, German regulators had banned their German language channel earlier this month. So before the, uh, the whole Ukrainian situation went down. Immediately beforehand, she also revealed the EU will close off its airspace to all Russian uh, aircraft and will supply Ukraine with weapons. Hmm. So, you Why are they wasting time? Just declare war on them if that's what they want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I think they want to manipulate them into a certain position first. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Here's the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And nobody. By the way, I want to say thanks to Damian Williams, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon. Damian is a silver level supporter, which means he's doing at least five bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S dot freetalklive.com so uh, you get some cool perks for helping us out advertise perks. market yeah advertise market <laughs> support and promote free talk live at amps.freetalklive.com we go to more of your calls and thoughts and then uh, we'll get into the cryptocurrency exchanges who are being asked quote unquote to freeze out their russian users uh, we'll uh, we'll get into that, but first, Galena is calling from Ukraine. She's calling from Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine. And you called us uh, last week t- toward the end of the week, Galena. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. What did you want to share with our audience tonight? Uh, I've heard uh, some some of your show tonight on online radio box, and I have heard Arya asking if Ukraine is uh, mountainous uh, mountainous. It's uh, not all, but some part of it, like 10% is mountainous. Actually, many people went there on their cars, 
because uh, it's far from Russia and uh, it's less chance of getting shot, something like that. Okay. Hmm. What else did can you want to share? Can you hear me well? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. You sound great. Yeah. Okay, super. Uh, so we still have some uh, bombing here, uh, some shots, uh, maybe today even more than usually, the explosions. But now, hold on. When you say you've quiet. got bombing uh, here, what what do you mean? Uh, what is being bombed in Kharkiv, where you are? Uh-huh. So uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, actually bombs, but uh, just some explosions that mm-hmm. are happening outside the city. That's what I hear from, from my spot. And, Do you know uh, if there I, are any military bases in or around Kharkiv, the U- Ukrainian uh, military? Do they have any bases nearby? Yes, uh, a lot. Lots of them, mm-hmm. even more than usually. Okay, yes. so it's possible more that... More bases than usual? Uh, yeah, people, uh, we have now many volunteers who really want to help, and they make uh, like groups uh, of people defending Ukraine, something mm-hmm. like, like this. Have you okay. seen any Russian troops in your streets? No, I haven't. Me personally, mm-hmm. I haven't. Gotcha. Hmm. All right. So you're saying you can hear some explosions, uh, but you've not yet personally witnessed any fighting going on. Is that true? Yeah, me personally not. But okay. I know that uh, in north area of my city, I've seen a video yesterday, uh, or like today, uh, that um, something was uh, like dropping from the sky, falling uh, on uh, some streets and uh, fire and uh, like burn. Hmm. Fall and burn. I'm not sure what that was, but like people were making a few minutes from their windows, like shouting, like, come on, let's go. So this was the one video I, I've seen. Interesting. So also, when you could you describe it a little bit, a uh, little more? Like when you say it fell from the sky and burned in the streets, was it a large uh, something that was burning, or were there multiple things that were dropped that were were burning? Yeah, multiple things that were dropped that were burning. Huh. Like napalm. Sometimes some she hmm? may not know what that is. Do you know what napalm is? No. Uh, it's nap- chemical. Go ahead. Yeah, napalm is uh, basically gas- gasoline and paraffin uh, mixed together so that it uh, it burns it a long time. Burns right? and, and it and it sticks to things. Um, Maybe I'm hmm. not sure what that was. Do you? Uh, was it something that was catching things aflame? Was it being uh, dropped onto buildings? Were buildings uh, being set on fire, or did it just end up in the in the street that you could tell? Uh, I think it it end up on the street, maybe on some like very low one floor buildings, uh, because uh, I, I I don't remember really. Mm. I don't remember. I I would find that video. Maybe I would share it uh, on uh, on Telegram. Oh, yeah, that would be, be great. Great. I wish I could be on Telegram. Uh, but are you on it again? Nobody. Are you back I'm on, on Telegram. Telegram okay. Yeah. Are, do we still have the Free Talk Live chat room there? And are people still? Uh, yeah, in it's that? actually there. Okay. Um, good. It's uh, it's getting a little spammy. I was actually going to ask you about being made an ad- admin of it. You again. are the admin. You're the one who created the room, if I recall correctly. 
Okay, I'm. I'm not <laughs> sure if I. I'm not sure if I still am, but I'll check. Unless unless you've changed your account, then you still should be. Uh, but yeah, Galena, if you want to check that room out, it's what at Free Talk Live. Is that what it is? Do you recall nobody? Yeah, I do it's, not. It's FTL Public Discussion. FTL Public. Okay, so you're already in there. Uh, All right, cool. Discussion. Well, keep your eye out for that, yeah. will you, nobody? Uh, see if she uh, pops that in there with the video of the yeah. firebombing or whatever that was. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> All right, cool. I mean, you can always post it to social.freetalklive.com as well. Yeah, that'd be Ian great. And I can see it. It'd be great to have you on there. It's social.freetalklive.com. So I'm glad to hear that things are relatively quiet for you there. I mean, they might be a little you know noisy as far as the uh, the explosions coming from outside the city, but thankfully for you. At least no explosions in your immediate vicinity and no uh, gunfire is happening uh, in your immediate vicinity. So I'm glad to hear that you are relatively safe, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, I am safe uh, yet. uh, And uh, I'm actually not following many news because I want to have my peace of mind and uh, not to go crazy with all that information. Because some people, they are uh, like, Obsessed over it? Yeah, they're obsessed. Uh, they're uh, like very anxious. Uh, well, plus, they, it's uh, not good like, information anyway. So, really, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably better off you just follow your eyes and ears and any trusted friends that are actually witnessing things that you can say for sure really did happen because some of the videos that are being passed mm-hmm. around are, are not real. At least they're not from recently, they're from years ago in some cases. Uh, and I mean, that's what we learned during mm-hmm. COVID. If it wasn't for the media, I mean, just looking around, living your life, no one would have ever known mm-hmm. that there was a pandemic that's happening. True. Exactly. Hmm. Galena, thank you for the call tonight. Was there anything else you wanted to share with our audience tonight? Uh, last time you asked me about the draft, uh, actually, uh, my boyfriend, uh, he is uh, not going there. Like, he stays home mm-hmm. and uh, he avoids coming out of his apartment because he knows that he knows that uh, some people can really like take him to the military dress mm. them and put him on the field so yeah some people who really don't want to go to war they mm-hmm. just stay home that's a good plan yeah i support him yeah. in that uh thank you galena P- feel free to call us with uh Thanks. further updates uh hopefully things will still con- continue to be mostly unremarkable for you and i appreciate hearing from you tonight thank you definitely okay i appreciate it thank you yeah we'll look forward to your post in the uh, the telegram when you get around to that certainly appreciate it so there you go there's a there's a call from the second largest city in all of ukraine kharkiv which is actually right basically next door it's kind of northwest of the two states or provinces or whatever you want to call them that have declared independence the donetsk and luhansk uh, regions so she's she's right there in the hot zone supposedly mm-hmm. yeah i thought the city that she was in had already fallen <laughs> no according to there's, the media i thought there's no city that that i'm aware of at least uh you know has quote-unquote fallen supposedly i wish kiev, i mean, been taken over by the russians or whatever supposedly yeah. kiev is surrounded right now by the russians right mm-hmm. but that's not the same thing as a takeover right and if she it's hasn't like seen a, a single she hasn't seen a single bullet being fired from her her position living in the city. So I'm going to go ahead and say there's no takeover going on here. (laughs) And it does sound like the Russians are targeting military targets. Now, there have been some claims of bombs hitting apartment buildings or whatever. uh, But who the hell fired those? We don't know. 
and of course, there's probably Assad know, out of Syria. When the, when the U.S. Uh, is supposedly targeting military targets, they tend to hit some weddings and such. So, you know, it, yeah. it could well be accidental. That happens too. Uh, there's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. 603-283-6160. You can bring up your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and phones are open here if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know, I actually just happened to have a story pulled up tonight from the Western media. And again, this is a propaganda war. Yeah, there appears to be some shelling going on allegedly. Like you can, people living in uh, Ukraine, as our last caller pointed out, are hearing explosions. Uh, there's not a lot of video coming out as far as actual fighting going on. She says she hasn't seen a single Russian uh, troop. At, it is at curious. All. I mean, no. They supposedly Ukraine got their internet access cut off, so Elon Musk was like, "Hey, you have Starlink now, or whatever." But still, it was only brief, according to uh, Galina, who called uh, same girl that just called. She called last week. We asked her about the internet status, and she said it was off for like part of a day or a day or something mm-hmm. like that, but it was back. Yeah, there's so. no videos or pictures circulating social media about this that I've there's seen. Very few. Uh, and a lot of the ones that you do see circulated are fake. There was another one, or not fake, or there's old. They're like mm. not applicable to this conflict. There was another one I saw of a bunch of Russian, alleged Russian paratroopers coming down, like a like an overwhelming number of paratroopers. Like Red com- Dawn type yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And nope, that was didn't it happen the movie here. Was Red Dawn? Like, hey guys, look, we saw this. It, it wasn't, but uh, but it, it was. I saw that one elsewhere. It was from another, you know, training exercise or something like Could that. Could have been an Alex point. Jones skit from 1999. And then apparently, there's some footage from a video game that's been being passed around called Arma, Arma Three or something oh, like that. That's is that the one with the plane battles? Something, yeah, something yeah. With planes. I haven't watched the actual footage myself, but I did see that one it's getting yeah. passed around as though it's well, the <laughs> non-actual <real>. footage. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but this story from the Western uh, propaganda, the Associated Press, says Russian forces shelled Ukraine's second largest city today. Huh? So, we just spoke to someone who's in. Ukraine's now, second largest city. It is the city. second largest city, so it's possible that the shelling happened in a part of the city in which she didn't find herself. But I mean, if you lived in New York City and New York City was being shelled, wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't you know? I mean, you wouldn't have to rely on Western news outlets to tell you that. You would have a friend of a friend or something who was like, yeah, man, I was totally there when bombs started falling from the sky. The claim is a uh, mm. video supposedly come out of uh, Kharkiv with uh, showing residential areas being shelled with apartment buildings shaken by repeated powerful blasts. Flashes of fire and gray plumes of smoke could be seen. Footage released by the government from Kharkiv depicted what appeared to be a home with water gushing from a pierced ceiling. What looked like an undetonated projectile was on the floor. Authorities in Kharkiv said at least seven people had been killed and dozens injured. They warned that casualties could be far higher. And, of course, the Russian military is denying targeting residential areas despite abundant evidence of shelling. 
going on. And seven. I mean, there were six people stabbed in the New York subway last weekend. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Didn't um, the American military kill like 19 at a wedding in Afghanistan or something? Uh, yeah, not more. yeah, they did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, who do you believe in this situation? I want to say something else about Galena and who I appreciate her phone calls. But the first call that she made... I want to make it clear, she didn't sound like she was a Russian apologist at all in that first phone call. Like, the no. answers that she were giving were very pro-Ukraine. Uh, she, you know, she, she loves her country, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. I don't remember all the details of the call, but I, I did not come away from her call thinking, oh, this is a Russian plant at all. Sure. Right. So, uh, you know, the fact that she said today she hasn't seen any uh, Russian troops and hasn't witnessed any actual fighting was was interesting. I didn't expect her to say that, but that's that's what she said. So. Hmm. Uh, you want to weigh in here? You can. The number is 603-283-6160. So let's shift over to the crypto aspect of this situation. We know that crypto, uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, got a lot of publicity when the Canadian government started cracking down on the fundraisers for the Freedom Convoy in the last few weeks. And now crypto's in the news again in relation to Ukraine. There's a few different aspects. One... The Ukrainian government has posted Bitcoin addresses publicly and asked for people to send them Bitcoin. So that's one thing. They're they're raking in the Bitcoin. Apparently. Even for Ukraine, don't send a government. No, don't Bitcoin. do it. They're just going to use it to you know draft their people and force them into slavery. You know, like this, uh, Galena's poor boyfriend stuck in his apartment because if he leaves, they're going to press hiding him into joining the military against right. his will. Uh, and so they're raising money with, with Bitcoin. At the same time, the Ukrainian government is also apparently requesting, because they can't mandate it unless they're a Ukrainian Bitcoin exchange, they're requesting that Bitcoin cryptocurrency exchanges stop serving uh, customers in Russia. And this is according to Coindesk.com. The uh, Mikhailo Fedorov, Ukraine's vice prime minister and minister of digital transformation, has asked, quote, all major crypto exchanges to block addresses of Russian users, unquote. He tweeted his request, explaining that it is, quote, crucial to freeze not only the addresses linked to Russian and Belarusian politicians, but also to sabotage ordinary users. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. That's what he said. That's an evil politician for you. Yeah. Among other things, you might be... Cutting off the uh, the accounts of the people who are protesting against the Ukrainian invasion in Russia. Right. A lot of Russians have Ukrainian fr- friends and family, and they are against this war. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I hope that does not happen. Well, the good news is there's a little bit of good news, and that is Binance, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, cryptocurrency exchanges on the planet, says they have no plan to freeze user accounts in Russia. Quote, we are not going to unilaterally freeze millions of innocent users' accounts. Crypto is meant to provide greater financial freedom for people across the globe. To unilaterally decide to ban people's access to their crypto would fly in the face of the reason why crypto exists, which is actually wow. what you said Thank earlier. you. That's so true. That's and, surprising uh, to hear from I, the... I gained some respect for Binance. Let me take a little bit of that away. Here's the rest of <laughs> here's the rest of the statement. Quote, however, we are taking the steps necessary to ensure we take action against those that have had sanctions levied against them while minimizing impact to innocent users. Should the international community widen those sanctions further, we will apply those aggressively as well, said mm. Binance. So basically, you can't wire money to Binance from a Russian bank. Crypto should be Switzerland. 
completely uh completely neutral um you know trade is a human right and you don't lose your human rights because you live under a bad government and I uh, that has to be my position because my position is that all governments are bad. They are. So, well, uh, <laughs> crypto is that, but these centralized exchanges can't be that because they're centralized. Yep, and they're easily mm-hmm. targeted by the states in various different countries. And so, you know, you got Binance here saying, yeah, well, you know, we like crypto and there's the reason it exists. And we kind of are, you know, giving you some, you know, props. But we're scared of government. But we know what will happen to us if we don't do what we're told. And so right now they're yeah. saying, well... It's not an international sanction, so we're going to keep talking tough. But as soon as the sanction comes down, they're going to crack down on on their users. So it's a heads up. At least people have a a chance. If you are a Russian person and you have, or anyone for that matter, and you have assets on an exchange, get them off of the exchange as soon as you can. If you're done trading, like if you put something on the exchange to trade and you've traded it, get it off the exchange. And the interesting thing is... It's not just Binance saying that. A, f- a couple of weeks ago, uh, toward the end of the uh, the the protests in Canada, mm-hmm. there was news about the a uh, couple of American exchanges, Kraken and or Kraken and Coinbase. Their CEOs came out and attacked the Canadian government's decision to seize funds from their people's bank accounts. Oh, well, yeah, sure. They weren't the American government doing it. <laughs> but to their credit, they are saying things like this. This is the, uh, the a quote from Jesse Powell. He's the CEO of Kraken. He says, in reference, he posts a video of the Prime Minister, uh, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, who's the Minister of Finance. She's like the, t- the head finance goon of their version of FinCEN, basically, over in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about her freezing accounts. He says, captured being the key word. Crowdfunding platforms are now regulated under the Canadian Terrorist Financing Act. Do you see where this is going? Please do not fund causes directly from custodial wallets. I'm sure freeze orders are coming. Withdraw to non-custodial before sending. Wow. Nice. Uh, even Brian Armstrong. the see how evil Coinbase is? Yeah. Well, that, that was cracking. Oh, that was cracking. Uh, they're, they're slightly less Here's evil. Coinbase. Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, the guy who spends time in Washington, D.C. trying to nose up with, uh, get close to politicians. He says, quote, concerning to see stuff like this happening in any country, especially such an economically free place like Canada, self-custodial wallets are important, yes. he says. Not your keys. Not, Not your, your crypto. Coins. Yeah, there's more coming up here. Uh, we can share your thoughts. Are welcome. You can join the show at 603-283-6160. And this is Free Talk Live Hour Three coming up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian. All right. And nobody. We are heading into the third hour of the program. And, of course, the phones are open for you to bring up whatever's on your mind. We'll, we'll keep talking a little bit here about the Ukrainian government gang. Because uh, they're all gangs. Putin's a gang leader. This other guy in Ukraine, he's a gang leader. And uh, so the Ukrainian government gang is telling cryptocurrency exchanges that they want them to block the addresses of Russian users, to freeze Russian users' accounts, 
And further, I mean, that's not bad. just the gang members, but ordinary Russians. Yes, every person who is a Russian citizen on these platforms, presumably if they're living in Russia or maybe even if they're just living somewhere else, uh, the Ukrainian government would like them banned. What were you saying, Arya? I mean, that's bad. If they do it to the Russians, then next they'll do it to the Australians or the, the New Zealanders or the Americans or whoever. Well, and the uh, CEO of Kraken makes a really important point about that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that uh, bring it back around to that here in just a moment. But let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Vernon's first up here in New Orleans. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live, Vernon. So, honestly, I if I had to read a story from RT or from AP, I think I'm gonna probably believe find the AP one a little bit more believable, just because. They're not funded by the Russian government. They don't, I don't, I personally don't think they have a, you know, any sort of a propaganda approach to their news. Have you and, not been paying you know, attention in the last <laughs> couple of years? Apparently not. I mean, I, apparently, you know, there there must not be any reputable news sources. I mean, uh, that, so I would say there are none. What, what, how do you define a reputable news source? Your own eyes and ears at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, nobody. There are yeah. no reputable news sources. I mean, I don't know about are, uh, about uh, uh, AP, but I know that uh, Routers came out and uh, and published some uh, oh, Reuters. Very Reuters came out and published some very questionable stuff. And uh, Jimmy Dore went up and looked up the CEO of. Uh, of that news service and turns out he's a director at Pfizer. That's correct. Um so uh and he's also a fellow of the um World Economic, uh, Forum. World Economic Forum which is yep. which are the the proponents of the great reset who want to take all your property so you'll be happy. Yeah, and I've seen um, uh, I've seen reports which wouldn't make me happy. You're talking about Reuters. I've seen reports where AP and Reuters have basically the exact same wording. I mean, it's just like it's ridiculous. Yeah, so right, I right. I don't trust any of these bastards. Yep. But right, but it, okay, well it seems like RT, though, ha- as far as the Ukraine coverage, this is just my own personal opinion because I've been listening to Free Talk Live. It seems like that is a more reputable source than any Western news sources. Did I say that correctly or did I say that incorrectly? I don't believe any of them. No, there's no there's no reputable source. I'm presenting yeah. RT here because you will not hear RT being presented anywhere in the the mainstream mm-hmm. media. Uh, and the same same reason why we played videos from ISIS a decade ago uh, to get their propaganda position clear, mm-hmm. rather than relying on the U.S. media's interpretation of their propaganda. Yeah, but that's not an endorsement of of them. I mean, there are things that that RT tends to tell the truth about sometimes, um, and mostly they're American internal things because. You know they want to they want havoc in America and you know if if America's if Americans knew the truth there would be hell to pay in America. Um, gotcha. <laughs> well, I was just I was just trying to confirm that a government funded 
news source was not more reputable than a private news source in your all, your all eyes. You're saying that it's all not reputable. So Correct. that makes sense. But to at me. least yeah. with RT, I know what I'm getting into. I know mm-hmm. exactly where the bias lies with RT. I know it's Russian propaganda. AP has managed to fool people into thinking that there's something besides, you know, a propaganda arm for the state. Yeah. And even in the United States, even in the world of fiction, um, you will see that the U.S. government paid um, producers of fictional TV programs to insert storylines that were supportive of the war on drugs, for example. Mm-hmm. That was something that they they weren't telling us that was happening at the time, but it was definitely uh, definitely happening, and they've since cop to it. So you know, there's everything is is propaganda if it's widespread, um, and that's sad, but but true and i i lament that there's nobody out there i mean there's a few individuals out there that i that i trust i trust glenn greenwald i trust um uh what the heck is his name ben swan um you know those are people that i think at least are telling the truth as they believe it mm-hmm. although i don't agree with them on on all their interpretations of facts but but these big, uh, anything large will be co-opted by the government. No doubt about it. Vernon, anything thing, else? Uh, chronic, y'all have the chronic caller problem again with the New Mexico people and Sarah. It just, it's so much every single night. It's just crazy. I say ban those chronic callers just temporarily. <laughs> Thank you all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. I'm sick of Sarah. Well, guess who's <laughs> coming up next? Yay. <laughs> Do you want to talk to her, Vernon? Hold on, because Vernon, you call enough that when Ian said Vernon, I knew it was Vor- Vernon from New Orleans. He doesn't call as often as How Sarah. How many Vernons are there, though? I mean, there's Vernon only one is... from New Orleans that calls this show. Yeah, uh, Vernon, did you hang up? He hung up. I was going to give him a chance to talk to Sarah. <laughs> like for all the people that talk trash about Sarah, I've given. Uh, there's one guy who is talking trash about her on the online or whatever, and and I said, hey, she's on hold. If you want to call in and talk to her, give her a piece of your mind CW. directly. Hmm? She God knows she needs some mind. I don't know who it was. I don't recall. But uh, here she is. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Well, I'm glad that I do have people that do listen to me. (laughs) Yes, you do. Whether they like it or not. That is how you look on the bright side, though. Good job, Sarah. Well, yeah, but I'm getting people's attention, and, and therefore people are listening, and um, I think that doesn't it. mean you're persuading them, but you are getting their attention. That's true. Right, right. And it's very important what you guys have said. It's what truth and what media source that you want to choose to believe. And obviously, since I'm for the Russian side, I happen to believe the people that support the Russian side, which, of course, right. it's like picking a religion. You just pick the side that you want to believe and you believe whatever it is. Why pick a they side say. between psychopaths? I agree with that. It's well, crazy. But the thing is, it's the same thing with life. Yeah, the life reality and truth is whatever you want to believe and whatever you make for yourself. Mm. You know? Yeah. So the state of now that actually brings up a, an interesting question. No matter how hard you believe that you can jump off the top of that building and live, you probably can't. Well, 
Well, but uh, yeah, but that's true. But um, but I mean, for most things, but <laughs> it's probably that, true. That, but I was listening to about the Dan Bongino show today, and um, when he had one of the speakers that I think he was um, the. Um, he was one of the American colonels or something. I don't know that knew that analyzed the uh, the war policy right now. And of course, Dan Bongino was put in front of him that he was actually favoring the Russians or he was favoring like uh, being nice to the Russians. The comment that he made was that the Russians, when they're invading Kiev right now, they're very very careful. They're very very careful not to shoot the civilians if there's uh, you know like children and women around or elderly. They're, they're very careful. And then they're willing to, the Ukrainian soldiers, they want to give them a chance to surrender so they can stay, spare their life. You know what I mean? Cause they're the- yeah, this is not your typical war, that is for sure. At least not in the way that we've known them in the past. Uh, mm. If indeed, you know, the Russian government is invading Kiev, and I'm not sure if that's actually happening at this point. But thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. Surrender uh, or die sounds pretty normal for war for me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A lot of times it's just die. They're, right. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're not bombing these people's neighborhoods as much as the AP wants you to believe that they are. They actually told the, uh, the Kiev people they could, they could leave, and they gave them a way out. There's more coming up. Live, the phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and nobody in the studio tonight. And you can join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. We mentioned earlier to Galena from uh, Ukraine when she called in that she could post whatever it is she wanted to share with us and our audience on our social media platform. Now, she is on our, in our Telegram room, which is great, but Aria, you and I are prohibited from being there by our bail conditions. Unfortunately. In the Crypto 6 case, uh, sadly. But uh, but it's great that she's there. But our social media platform, we are allowed to be on. You can go to social.freetalklive.com. Actually, we're allowed to be on the social, but nobody is not, because he's still prohibited from posting on social media. Oh. But we're not allowed in the Telegram, and nobody can be in the Telegram. <laughs> so This all makes perfect sense, it's just, and, yeah. and I'm sure there's some sort of insane troll logic to it. <laughs> we're going to go back to your phone calls. Their madness runs but north-northwest, but when the wind is southerly, they know a hawk from a handsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Olivia. She's in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I'm glad Ari is back. I'm glad Galena called back. And I just have to say I like Sarah's calls just because it's one of those things like she's always there. You can you can count on Sarah being there. But And I'm really curious what Sarah looks like. Like I'm trying to picture her in my head and I'm I go not. back and forth. But <laughs> she uh, did tell us once she has a grandmother from North Korea. So she may have a bit of an Asian appearance, but we don't know for sure. We've never seen her. Okay, because I've been picturing since she's from New Mexico, I keep picturing her as like maybe Hispanic or Native American. But then I also kind of picture her as uh, as Leslie Ann Warren from the Mel Brooks film uh, Life Stinks. So, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, um, I call. Whatever happened to uh, Leslie Ann Warren? Does she still right? have a career? I don't even know who that is. I've never heard of her. Oh wow, yeah, she was in a bunch of movies in the the 1980s. Anyway. Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella, like, it's really pretty. What else did you want to share tonight? 
Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about either recycling or cannabis, and I can't decide which one, so you guys can pick. All right, well, what's the cannabis news, since uh, we did mention drugs earlier on the show? Drugs! Yeah, so so <laughs> cannabis got legalized in Arizona in 2020, and I'm proud to say that I voted to legalize it. Right on. And, um, but this was from the Tucson Weekly. I think it was from 2021, but um, House Bill 2020. 298 got signed um it's 25 million dollars has been dedicated to marijuana research over the course of five years but other states do that too but what makes it interesting in arizona is that it's the um is the first state to require medical cannabis funds allocated for fda controlled trials so this might move the needle to um to, to help change public policy because these are going to be FDA randomized control trials to test marijuana as uh, so, hold on now what is an SDA trial F- is FDA. That, FDA. Oh, FDA okay well, we have a drug warrior as both the president and the vice president so I don't see that happening anytime soon hold on just to clarify what you're saying though you're saying revenue from the medical cannabis program or the recreational program is going to this fund you know I didn't I didn't read where the funds were coming from, but I would I would guess one or both of those. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be and doing uh, what kind of studies? They're going to, so the funds are going to, actually I think it does say medical cannabis funds, uh, be allocated only for FDA controlled trials, objectively studying cannabis as a potential medicine for treating pain, autism, PTSD, and other illnesses. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say this to what you said, Aria, and that is that under both Obama and and Trump and uh, Biden, uh, the trials continue on psychedelics when it comes to, uh, you know, MDMA, when it comes to, which isn't really psychedelic, but when it comes to uh, psilocybin mushrooms or uh, some of these other things that they've been they've been doing some pretty amazing early level kind of trials, they are getting FDA approval for these things. Yeah, but they've so. been going on since at least 2010. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. During and the Obama and during- Yeah, but they haven't like moved us any closer to national legalization no, of psilocybin. Not. Of course not. But I'm just saying like the fact that Biden is in office I don't think is going to put a freeze on these trials. No, I just meant I don't on. think it'll lead to legalization no, or not. decriminalization. Now, the federal government gang is not even close. I mean, they keep on putting bills up. So like they're trying to do things well, they supposedly have to eventually, right? You would think so. Uh, you know, maybe in our lifetime, it's at some point <laughs> if we don't secede first. I, I think that the uh, I think that the legislation has to be some good because our governor vetoed it the first time, and then they sent it back, and he finally signed it. He's he's this anti-cannabis fascist, of course, but hmm. yeah, Governor Ducey's no good. But but it finally got signed. I'm hoping something good comes out of it. At least there there will be studies to point to to say, hey, you're being ridiculous. Look, this. Well, works. there have been and studies for a long time on cannabis. I mean, that's that's why a lot of these states have uh, decriminalized it for medicinal or for recreational purposes, or even legalized it because there were just this overwhelming avalanche of evidence that this stuff helps people. Uh, but yeah, having more studies certainly can't hurt, uh, unless of course they're politically directed to have uh, negative results, which mm. could happen. But thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. It worries it me out. that they specify FDA-directed studies because, of course, you know the FDA, for example, uh, with ivermectin, has uh, 
has come out and said, oh, well, yeah, there have been a lot of uh, studies that show that ivermectin works, but none of them have been performed under our control, so they don't mean anything. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so we continue here. I, I said that we're going to share another quote from the Kraken CEO. This is a, a CEO of a cryptocurrency exchange who has been asked, quote unquote, by the, uh, the one of the boss men in the Ukrainian government gang. Mikhail, Mikhailo Fedorov has asked that crypto exchanges block addresses of Russian users. Here's what Jesse Powell had to say in a six-part tweet. Quote, I understand the rationale for this request, but despite my deep respect for the Ukrainian people, Kraken cannot freeze the accounts of our Russian clients without a legal requirement to do so. Russians should be aware that such a requirement could be imminent. And then he says, hashtag NYKNYC, which I suspect means not your keys, not your coins. And that's the truth. He goes on to say that requirement. Yeah, but to hear that from the CEO of Kraken. Yeah, it's amazing. He's got it's, some more things that he should. He's going to say here that requirement could come from your own government, as we have seen in Canada in response to protests, bank runs, and uh, runs and attempts to flee the country. It could come from foreign states like the U.S. as a weapon to turn the Russian populace against its government's policies. For what it's worth, he says, I would guess the vast majority of crypto holders on Kraken are anti-war. He says Bitcoin is the embodiment of libertarian values, which strongly favor individualism and human rights. In Canada, crypto. What the hell happened while I was gone for the last month? In Canada, crypto <laughs> was the only financial rail left for those who opposed the regime. He says our mission at Kraken is to bring uh, bridge individual humans out of the legacy financial system and bring them into the world of crypto, where arbitrary lines on maps no longer matter, where they don't have to worry about being caught in broad, indiscriminate wealth confiscation. Sometimes the hardest thing about having power is knowing when not to use it. Our mission is better served by focusing on individual needs above those of any government or political faction. With great power comes great responsibility. The people's money. The people's money is an exit strategy for humans, a weapon for people. Peace, not for war. And he's got Thank one you. more post that I'm going to share with you coming up here. And it's a real zinger right at the end. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah, yeah it's Free Talk Live. Phone's open. You can join the show if you want. Take control of the airwaves. 603-283-6160. Talking about how... The Ukrainian government gang is demanding that uh, cryptocurrency exchanges around the world, big ones like Kraken, that they freeze Russian accounts. And the uh, CEO of uh, Binance or Binance have said we're not going to do it unless we have some sort of legal requirement to. Uh, and then that's what Kraken's uh, CEO is saying here. They're not going to do that unless there's a legal requirement. And so, you know, he's not based, Kraken's not based in Ukraine. So if Ukraine says, well, we're legally requiring it, they still don't really have to do anything about it. However, mm. if the United States government, where they are based, or the EU government, for instance, is to put those kind of restrictions on uh, Kraken, then they will step to and they'll do whatever it is that they're told to do, despite all of the language here that is very libertarian. I mean, we're reading this guy's posts. Mm-hmm. It's surprising. Uh, his name is Jesse Powell. His handle on uh, Twitter is at Jess Powell, J-E-S-P-O-W. In a six-part post, he says, 
that their mission is to bridge individual humans out of the legacy financial system and bring them into the world of crypto where arbitrary lines on maps no longer matter, where they don't have to worry about being caught in broad, indiscriminate wealth confiscation. But as he's pointed out, that's only if you get your funds out of the exchange. Right. And, you know, to their credit, and even the Coinbase guy, the CEO of Coinbase saying, you know, essentially not your keys, not your coins, get your coins off of the exchange, saying that it, that uh, that wallets, self-custodial wallets are very important. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see that despite the fact that these men are running centralized exchanges that are the targets of government regulation, where they absolutely can and will freeze your funds well, if they're Coinbase ordered to. Well, Coinbase is begging for government regulation. They are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm still happy to see that they're encouraging people to take yeah. their funds off the exchanges. So, I mean, that's... That's good to see. It warms my heart a little bit. But here's the best part of what Jesse was posting. Everything he's posted so far on this thread was great. And here's part six. He says, besides, if we were going to voluntarily freeze financial accounts of residents of countries unjustly attacking and provoking violence around the world, step one would be to freeze all U.S. accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. He's not wrong. (laughs) He says, as a practical matter, that's not really a viable business option for us. So, glad to see that. That's... uh that was a big hunk of truth he, he bit off. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give you one more from him. This was uh, in response. He posted this on February seventeenth in response to Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland. That's the the top financial thug in Canada. When she was talking, she had said, and we played this clip when it when it happened on the air. She said, "Quote: The names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions, and accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen." And so he's responding to that quote. He says, due process is for plebs. Might makes right in Canada. If someone dissents, you just confiscate their wealth, revoke their licenses, exclude them from the financial system, and kill their pets. No need to debate the law, policy, or even rights when you have a monopoly on violence. Tell me this guy's not a a libertarian. Sounds libertarian to me. I mean, he's straight up as libertarian as, I mean, from the comments he's made here, he's like anti-borders, anti-police, uh, pro-freedom. This guy is yeah. pretty libertarian sounding. So uh, yeah. I wish I could still be on the Kraken Exchange, but they booted me off. <laughs> I wish I could be on any exchange. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They will still do exactly what they're told to do, but I do... You know, appreciate mm. at least the attitude. I appreciate the uh, the that's sentiments. I, that's how I feel about it. You know, yeah. I don't want to say this guy's. I mean, he sounds libertarian, yeah. sure, but so so do lots of people on the on Twitter. I mean, there's a big yeah. difference between sounding libertarian and doing and being libertarian. Well, yeah. that's just the thing. If you're doing a cryptocurrency exchange in the United States, they're going to come down on you if yeah. you don't do what they say. Like they're going to yeah. raid your house next. And you know? not just that, but they're going to shut down your your business, which means that all of your customers get screwed. Correct. Uh, there's one other point of that this story that's important. The uh, uh, the story from CoinDesk.com originally about how the Ukrainian finance or uh, prime prime minister, vice prime minister, Mikhailo Fedorov wants all major crypto exchanges to block Russian users. Uh, again, some of the major exchanges are saying, "Nope, we're not going to do that," but. 
D-Market, which is a Ukrainian-born digital assets company that works as an exchange to trade virtual items from games on any platform, has accepted the request. The company tweeted to say, quote, Ukrainian-born startup D-Market cuts all relationships with Russia and Belarus due to the invasion of Ukraine. The registration on the platform is prohibited for users from Russia and Belarus. Accounts of previously registered users from these areas are frozen. I'm sure all five customers of theirs from Belarus and Russia are very upset. (laughs) In response to the move, Fedorov, the government goon, tweeted, quote, Funds from these frozen accounts could be donated to the war effort. Nowadays, Robin Hood's bravo, he says. Oh, so they want to steal it and use it against them. Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah, he he said, oh, well, this company actually did what I asked. Okay, well, why don't you just hand over all the money to us? And again, remember, this same government gang is putting out Bitcoin uh, addresses. They're getting donations from these people that are that are buying all the war propaganda. Last number I heard was over thirty-seven million dollars worth of Bitcoin had been donated wow. to uh, to Ukraine wow. in this uh, in this effort. Why would you donate money to a government? Because people are buying this stuff hook, line, and sinker. They th- they really believe that Ukraine is good government and that they're fighting against Hitler. That's the new thing. People are putting Ukraine flags on their, uh, you know, social media profiles. It's the new mask. It's the new, you know, uh, signaling that you support freedom by supporting this government gang that's conscripting to steal people's money and conscript people yeah. and use that money <laughs> right. to fight wars with. That's yeah, right. That's not supporting freedom. Yeah. Mm. Oh, by the way, the the government that ostensibly, according to critics was put into place by the CIA in, in a 2014 coup. Mm. So that's supposedly who's running Ukraine. It's a puppet government for the United States. I would believe it. Yeah. I mean, the United States government does that sort of thing all the time. They sure do. Mm. So we're and that would explain why Russia is so upset about it. <laughs> well, Russia's upset because the U.S. had said at the end of the Soviet Union, one of the reasons why they're upset, the U.S. government said, oh, yeah, we're not going to expand NATO. Mm-hmm. And then they did. Of course they did. <laughs> what? And I don't believe that Russia or the Soviet Union could ever have possibly believed that. Indeed. Mm. But what do you do? You know, that's true. So lots of broken promises when it comes to governments of the world. And I agree with you. Why anyone would voluntarily support these people is just absolutely bewildering. But it goes to show the level of brainwashing. And the, the and how people will still even some people who should know better even some people in the libertarian uh, group out there are buying this stuff. It happened with COVID as well. Some of the people who didn't buy the COVID propaganda <laughs> are buying the war propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's like hello, what? It's the same people who are lying to you about COVID. Why would they be telling you the truth now? The hmm. same people who lied to you about COVID lied to you about things before COVID. Like, how much lying has to go on before fun- somebody finally says, oh, yeah, I'm going to start questioning things that I'm told by the mainstream well, media. these are libertarians. They, they already hit that point and started questioning things. But then mm-hmm. something hit the right chord with them. Where there was- war. Some yeah. people just love themselves a war. They love to take sides. They love it when the, sh- the ships go zing, zang, boom, right? Like, they just love it. And look, I'd be okay with this if, like, the Russian army and the U.S. army or the Ukrainian army, they just got into this empty field and just and fought shot each at other. each other. You know, I'd be <laughs> totally okay with that. But that's not what they're doing. No. Mm. Definitely not.
Uh, the phones are open here if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. So again, you got the uh, cryptocurrency exchange bosses in the U.S. saying to people, don't keep your coins with us. If we're told to freeze your account, we're going to do it. So don't keep your coins on our exchanges. So kudos to them. It's good advice. It is. have heads of state just fight to the death. That I would be, uh, I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I might bet I'd, on that. I'd pay, pay per view man. for that. Uh, all right. So more coming up. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. Phones open in the remaining moments here. Enough time for you if you want to dial in now at 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian, Aria, and nobody. And coming up in about four months from now, we're going to be out at Rogers Campground, or at least I hope to be at this point. We can't say for sure that I'll be there, uh, but it's, it's, looking, won't be. it's looking better uh, from my odds. I wasn't able to go last year at all due to the bail conditions in the Crypto 6 case, but those have loosened a little bit since then, and they may loosen a little more by uh, the time ForkFest rolls around, which is June 27th through July 3rd. But as you point out, Aria, Free Talk Live will be there uh, for sure. We've got the hotel rooms, uh, which you can't get now if you're trying to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The entire campground is sold out. But ForkFest, you can probably still get a motel room. Oh, wow, really? Already? Yeah, yeah. ForkFest uh, is not as you know not as highly attended like the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is now a sold-out uh, campground at this point. That There are still some tickets for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so you can still acquire tickets. And if you can still get a ticket... You can probably find somebody that's willing to share a tent site with you or something like that. So, you know, if you show up... I think oh, good. S- so they're overselling tickets again, basically. Well, I mean, the campground can handle more than it can. It says that it can, right? Like a, your typical campsite... I mean, that's why they closed all the bathrooms according last to, year. According to the rules, <laughs> uh, you can't have more than two people or two tents or whatever on a campsite. But they can easily hold more than two. I mean, that's... That's no, there's no problem. So the, the campground can hold more people. I usually sleep in my car. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the bathrooms can only hold so much, and that's why they do they do bring in some trucks uh, with some bathrooms on them from, uh, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But, oh, that's true. They do that. Yeah. So, uh, so go to the, you know, if you want to check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I recommend it. It's an, uh, it's an amazing event, and it's now, and it's, it's bigger than it's ever been. Uh, check them out. But the week after that, is June 27th through July 3rd. We're going to be at the 6th Annual Fork Fest, and we'll be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, too. Uh, but uh, we're going to be there. It's at the White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. You don't need a ticket to attend Fork Fest. It is a decentralized libertarian camping event, and all you got to do is get your RV site or your camping site or a motel room with Rogers Campground June 27th through July 3rd. And if it's like every other year at Rogers, they're going to have an amazing fireworks show that weekend. You definitely. Somebody was asking in the ForkFest uh, chat room today, oh, well, when does ForkFest kind of peter out? And it's like, well, if you're comparing it to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's going to seem petered out right away just because a lot of people leave. Uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but there are also people who come just for Fork Fest. There and are. If you don't stay till the end, you don't get to see the fireworks show. And to me, that fireworks show is pretty awesome. So I'm definitely oh, yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Uh, check out ForkFest.party to learn more about the event. It's an unofficial website because it's an unofficial event. Head over to ForkFest.party and learn more. We go to Jack. He's calling from Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live, Jack. Yeah, I was going to talk about something else, but I've been watching the news. Oh, you never want to do that. 
<laughs> no, they're they're playing the same stuff over and over again. So even though I'm more I'm more conservative, but I'm thinking this may be like a new world order, like complete total manipulation of the earth going on, the beginning of something. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen the same videos for like seven days. And I've been watching Fox News off and on since probably 9-11, you know. That's when a lot of people started watching the news. Ironic, right? But it's the same stuff. And I haven't seen any troops. I haven't seen any bodies. You're talking about Ukraine. You're talking about the Ukraine situation? Yeah, Ukraine, Russia. I I just haven't seen what they're telling me. You could just as easily be talking about COVID. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any bodies. There weren't many bodies there either. Yeah. Is that bizarre? No, it's not not bizarre. No, that's perfect sense. That's the way things are now. It's a propaganda war, and that's how it's going to be. This is a battle for your mind. And don't yeah. they, com- they confuse us by telling us we have so much communication, but we really don't? Well, I mean, there's plenty of communication. It's just muddled with a bunch of misinformation and lies uh, by state actors who have an interest in uh, brainwashing the populace. I mean, less than two hours ago, we were talking about to a woman who lives in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank goodness. Or I mean, we think we were. Well, sure. Right. <laughs> so she claims. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going, something's going on. I'll, I'll tell you. Like, yeah, I'm the government's a- lying. Q- QAnon type of weirdness-ish. I'm not saying that, but something like that. You know, there's something's not right with what's going on right it's now. It's the same mm-hmm. old story. The state is telling lies to get people behind its uh, whatever its current plot is. And so it's still not clear exactly what their intentions are with Ukraine, right? Because you know, no other country has "quote unquote" joined the fight, although they are sending weapons in uh, at this point. So, what their long-term goal is isn't clear. But what is clear is that it will benefit the military-industrial complex. That's one takeaway you can guarantee out of all this is that the military-industrial complex and the bankers are going to walk away with more money in their pocket. Wouldn't it be ironic if Putin's actually a good guy here? I don't. He's think not he a good is. guy. It's, no, there, are, not. there are no good guys in there this no situation. Good guy in politics, but there are people that are suffering. That, yes, there are good people in Russia, and there are good people in Ukraine and Belarus Absolutely. and Poland, and there's good people who do not deserve to Everywhere. have a conflict in their backyard or anywhere nearby or have their loved ones drafted or have their bank accounts frozen, or have their cryptocurrency accounts uh, frozen by centralized exchanges. Those are the good people, mm-hmm. and they're going to be the victims in this situation. And they are every time. If you're noticing yeah, sorry, some of the more recent lies, um, it would be interesting. I mean, what's your feeling on 9-11? Do you think the government was telling us the whole truth there? Well, you remember when the buildings first hit? There was only two buildings. If you do about, I don't know, 15 minutes of uh, research, literally, it's not conspiracy, buildings fell all around it. Why did they fall? Yeah, Building 7. You know what I'm talking about? Why did Building 7 fall? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Nobody can explain that. Office fires, supposedly. What a load. Doesn't make sense. CIA information supposedly was in there from the bush. But you know the bush from the... Senior Bush, senior CIA 
uh, uh, head of CIA or whatever that's called. Who cares? Uh, you know, it's ironic. Thank you, Jack, for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Major Payne. He's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. Yeah, well, according to the towers, it's just like when you go to trial. They give you a jury of your peers. Well, they blew the peers. Boom. Is that a pun? Dropping squad. When they blew the Twin Towers, they blew out all the peers underneath of it before the planes even hit. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. That's why it totally incendiary right up the stack. It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was all, uh, Bush one, Bush two. I'm going to finish the old man's business. See, I don't know what really happened on nine 11, but I know that some of what, what they were saying was lies. Of course. That's, that's well, what they do. I'll, I'll, there was a whole bunch of, uh, middle Eastern hot dog vendors that used to hang out around the place and, uh, none of them were there. Only 30% of the faculty got called into the towers the day it was hit. They knew it was coming. So this you're saying the hot game. dog vendors were in on it? <laughs> no, the hot, dog vendor, the hot dog vendors got the word that they were going to get hit. And says, okay, that's, that's a claim I've never heard after 20 <sighs> years now. It's a new, that's a new conspiracy. Thanks for the call, Major. I appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, the first I've heard of that as well. I don't yeah. believe it. Were these Howell hot dogs? <laughs> Presumably. Uh. But I'd rather have a halal hot dog than a haram hot dog, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I generally eat kosher hot dogs, and kosher and halal are pretty much the same thing. They're just, you know, blessed by a slightly different religion. So speaking of conspiracies, here's an update on a story that we covered before you left the show, Aria. It's uh, Melania Trump's NFT she put an NFT up for sale. There was a bunch of uh, media coverage. Very badly advised. A bunch of media coverage about this, and it sold, apparently, uh, according to MSN.com, for 1800 Sol, which is the uh, Solana, worth about $185,000. And that's like a top 10 crypto now, isn't it? It is, yeah. But apparently, according to blockchain analysts, it appears as though Miss Trump purchased her own nft <laughs> oh, no one wow. else was gonna buy that garbage <laughs> i don't know like people buy hunter biden's stuff this was supposed to be like her hat or a painting of the hat i think that's what it was yeah yeah something like that wow <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we could get into the details but i just thought that was a hilarious Delusional. detail that uh, i'm glad i saw that story uh out of time for tonight We'll be back tomorrow. If you didn't get on with us, well, call us any night of the week. We're here seven nights a week, 7 to 10 at night, Eastern Time. You can join the show here on Free Talk Live, and we'll see you tomorrow night.